Hey everyone, this is, this is Let's Talk About Austin Podcast. I'm your host, Shara Denton, and I'm here with Marcus McConnell, my co-host. And today on our episode of Let's Talk About Austin, we have Anitra Riley, who is our Neighborhood Development and Community, Community Protection Manager, along with Richard Joyner, who is our Rehab Construction Coordinator. Hello everyone, how are you all doing? Hello, good, fine, how are Hello. you? Hello. Awesome. So the first question we have is, there seems to be a misunderstanding about what community protection, we'll talk about them two separately, but community protection, what does that consist of as it pertains to you guys' department? Okay, community protection is responsible for ensuring um, compliance with city codes and ordinances um, relating to the use of property, zoning, sanitation, and housing. And the common issues addressed are overgrown um, yards, abandoned um, vehicles or junk vehicles, litter and substandard housing what is considered substandard housing substandard <laughs> that's a wide range right <laughs> actually substandard housing is any housing that's in violation of the international property maintenance code okay awesome and so um with that also you also have another department under your belt which is our your neighborhood development and what is neighborhood development as it pertains to the city of Adosta? Um, as it pertains to the city of Adosta, neighborhood development is designed to aid in neighborhood development by providing decent, affordable, and sustain sustainable housing suitable for living environment for low to moderate income citizens within the city limits of Adosta. Okay, awesome. And how do people um, do people apply to be a part of that, or is there a grant? Is it grant funded? How does that work? Well, our housing program is is funded through the Community Development on Block Grant. And what that means is that the city of Adasa is an entitlement um, community, meaning we receive funding from the um, state. So what happens is once a year, once we receive the, the grant, we will allocate so many different funds to, to fund different projects, such as the housing project would do um, economic development, public service, which includes our Great Promise Partnership Program. We present this to um, council in our annual action plan. They will approve the allocated funds and then we'll um, submit it to HUD and then we'll, we'll have a application process for our housing, which usually starts the first Monday in January and it runs through April 30th. So that is how our citizens are able to apply. And um, I know that you guys with that cdbg fund or community development block grant the, um, we do a lot of rehabs and rebuilds which is a lot of what richard does i guess um what are we seeing when when a citizen comes in here and they need either a rehab or a rebuild what are you seeing out there in the field when you go visit somebody's house richard in a worst case scenario i'm walking in and i'm seeing a property that's unsafe for occupancy or it has violations that can be um, hazardous to the person's health, whether it be sanitation, electrical, plumbing, or mechanical uh, violations of the code. And I know, I know one thing that you have done over the years is that the, you have to make sure that that house is, is, has one owner, correct? And Absolutely. It has to be a single, well, it can be a, uh, two owners as long as they meet the income requirements. Mm -hmm. So it can be a number of owners yeah. if they all live there and they all meet the income requirements. Um, speaking of that also, um, try, kind of scaling back a little bit, 
you all have um, staff which are called marshals. What are marshals? Marshals are, well, Richard, <laughs> since you were a marshal, I'll let you answer that. The city marshals are agents of the city, man city manager that actually patrol and take complaints from the citizens mm -hmm. for violations of the city ordinance or the International Property Maintenance Code or even as far as zoning violations. So basically anything that's in the city ordinance, mm -hmm. the city marshals, that's their job to ensure that those codes are complied with. Okay. Could you give us an example of what a code would be that you maybe see the most? That's Basic overgrown lots. Okay. A lot that's over 12 inches high uh, or have just an unkept yard, whether it be shrubs or vines. But basically overgrown lots where the grass is too high or weeds are too high. That's the most common complaint. And, and Richard, can you talk about what a lot like that does to a neighborhood um, as far as safety, as far as property value, that type of thing? All these things, an overgrown lot can conceal criminal activity. It can uh, act as vermin harborage. In other words, uh, snakes, uh, rats. rats, anything like that. Um, and it's just an unsafe, unsightly, called a neighborhood blight mm -hmm. that these lots cause. Plus, they bring down property values in the neighborhood. Yeah, and we as a city, we don't we don't do this to pick on people. We're doing this actually to protect your neighbor. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when people call that in, you know, we protect the people that call in with the complaints. We don't we don't need their name. And we don't use their name. All we want to do is respond to the complaint and verify if it's an actual complaint or not. Sometimes it's not. And also to piggyback off of that, um, as he stated, the marshals um, they use the International Property Maintenance Code and the um, codes that have been adopted by City Council. The International Property Maintenance Codes have also been adopted by City Council. They have. For, yes. um, these are state said, codes. So these are state codes, and these are codes that the City Council has approved the marshals to in to enforce so that's one misconception that they are out just citing um, citizens but these they're actually following the codes that city council has approved now I guess one question I have if the property is abandoned obviously it's the owner's responsibility but if it's a rental property who falls on, on fault if there's issues with that piece of property? Again, it's always it falls on the property, property owner with responsibility going to a tenant if it's there. But if it's a vacant property, regardless, it's the owner's responsibility. Okay. Uh, are there any other misconceptions about either one of your departments, Ms. Anitra? Mm, aside from the marshals, um, with I would say no, we address that. But neighborhood development, um, I, I would think people, the misconception would be that we are able to choose who we want to assist with the um, CDBG or Community Development Block Grant. Um, as we've always stated, it's first come, first serve, first qualified. So um, that's how we operate in um, that department. So that's one misconception that we only assist certain citizens and certain um, zones or districts I should say but that's one misconception and with the grant what type of and you don't have to go through the whole list but what are examples of some of those qualifications to to be qualified for those grants um the first thing they have to live in um the revitalization um area um they have to be low to moderate income mm -hmm. and they have to have like a clear title they can't be a lien on the title 
on the property or anything. They have to have they can have a mortgage, mm -hmm. but they can't have a lien on the on the title. Okay. And um, obviously, this money goes back to to help you know these property owners who are, who are getting their houses rehabbed or rebuilt. But uh, you know, for me, who's been now with the city for several years. And I've seen so many of these ribbon cuttings. That's one of the happiest days for these homeowners. Can we talk about these, the, you know, those moments when those people walk in their houses, their new houses or their rehab houses for the first time and seeing the, the reactions on their faces? You know, I, I've had homeowners tell me that after we have rebuilt their home, that it was the first, I mean, this is someone who's maybe in their 50s or 60s to tell me that it's the first time in their life that they lived in a safe home. So it's a great deal. It's very satisfying to me and Anitra and to our, our di uh, division because we're all of a sudden seeing people that's uh, life's improved. We've seen uh, grades in school improve overnight because now suddenly you have light to do your homework mm -hmm. by or you have a nice refrigerator to keep your food cold or when you go to, the, to take a shower you know, you don't have to worry about falling through the floor. And these are the kind of situations that we've come across that we get to have a hand in improving. Just improving basic quality of life of people that we take for granted. And, and we also even had one who um, was so happy when she got into her home, as she stated to us, she was so happy when it rained because the first, for the first time she didn't have to worry about rainwater coming into her home so she actually went out sat on the porch just to watch it rain and she cried because she was safe in her home things so, that most people take for granted just imagine right. being traumatized by rain yeah mm -hmm. it's, it it really is like i said that those days that we go to those ribbon cuttings it's i i know it's satisfying it's satisfying for me as just somebody who's recording it on video mm -hmm. so i know it has to be satisfying for you guys who've done the back work to get these people in their new homes Exactly. You guys have any um, upcoming projects that you guys would like to talk about or mention? We have eight projects working. <laughs> <laughs> we have eight projects working right now. We have two rehab projects, and the other six are all reconstruction projects. And we have ten projects in in, queue, in waiting <laughs> in the hopper. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I know part of that is that um, COVID has slowed everything down over the last couple of years, so now you're kind of playing catch-up, am I right? I wonder if it slowed us down at all. <laughs> <laughs> at we just kind of plowed through it. Yeah. But, yeah, right now we're just um, we're moving. Well, you all have done a wonderful job helping these families and community members um, with what you do, so we do thank you for that. And um, I don't have any more questions, but is there anything else you want to add about your departments before we go? I think you covered it, Ms. Denton. Thank you for giving us the opportunity. Thank you. Let's Talk Valdosta is a presentation of the City of Valdosta's communications team. You can download this episode and previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow the City of Valdosta's social media accounts to learn about future episodes.